Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Friday, the 25th of November. First up, Elon Musk and Twitter attacked by insane Taylor Lorenz article claims free speech will cost lives. Zoiks. The attack has come quick, fast, and in a hurry on Elon Musk from the mainstream machine, including Jeff Bezos' owned Washington Post, as well as articles in the Associated Press and activists coming out and saying that Elon Musk unbanning people, uh, allowing them to use their words, will end people's lives. I am 100% dead serious. They're just showing their whole rear right now. The entire establishment. You had people on Twitter begging, pleading, hoping that the App Store would ban Twitter. And honestly, I think there's probably a non-zero percentage chance that happens when he starts unbanning people, especially if it's AJ. This story is absolutely wild. It's exposing so much. Uh, and I absolutely have to get into it. So there's a couple of different articles on it. Elon Musk plans to reinstate nearly all previously banned accounts to the alarm of activists and online trust and safety experts. Experts. Exactly who that is, nobody knows. This tweet from the Washington Post got 600 likes. It's like free speech is winning. By the way, 19.9 million people follow the Washington Post. They tweeted this, 18 likes. This, 40 likes, also getting ratioed. Um, I mean, this, this is the, you are watching in real time the death of the journalistic power that so for so long, you know, it would have went away if it weren't for Twitter. But then they got in their grubby little hands into um, all the people that worked at Twitter and they promoted them. That's how you end up with 19.9 million followers and nobody cares about your posts. But you're getting ratio. They got ratio to oblivion on this. 99 quote tweets. Uh, online trust and safety experts. Lol. Where do I learn about these certifications? Like, And, and you have this NPR post. Based on what? Based on what? Twitter has lost 50 of its top 100 advertisers since Elon Musk took over. Report says. From who? Media Matters. Another online bully organization. And again, bring in new advertising. I'd, I'd be happy to advertise on Twitter. Oh my God, free speech. Like a bookstore, you can read or buy what you want. I mean, let's see, like, you see all these people in the comments just dunking on the Washington Post. And their article is equally absurd. The article, opening the gates of heck. Musk says he will revive banned accounts. By Taylor Lorenz. That's right. She spent the Thanksgiving Day holiday being afraid of what was going on on Twitter. This is a journalist that literally is a bully for a career. This is a journalist that's been pushed out of basically every major organization. Uh, you know, and now she's at the Washington Post, which is a joke by Taylor Lorenz. 
Elon Musk plans to reinstate nearly all previously banned Twitter accounts to the alarm of activists. After posting a, via a Twitter poll, should Twitter offer a general amnesty and general amnesty to suspended accounts, which provided that they have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam, in which 73%, 72.4% of people answered yes. So it isn't really Elon Musk doing it, is it? The mass return of users who had been banned for such, as fence, such offenses as threats, harassment, and misinformation will have a significant impact on the platform, experts said. Really? You know, if they do it again, they're going to get banned again. He, he's not saying that the rules are changing. None of the rules of Twitter, as far as I know, have changed even yet several weeks into Elon Musk owning it. It's just rules aren't arbitrarily enforced against conservative or right perceived accounts. The mass return of users who have been banned for such offenses um, and many question how such a resurrection would be handled, given that it's unclear what Musk means by egregious spam and the difficulty of separating out users who have, quote, broken the law, which vary widely by jurisdiction and country. I think he's pretty much saying like, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know about breaking the law. That's actually a weird, like, so like, if you got a speeding ticket, are you banned from Twitter? If you did your time, by the way, Let's say you even had a really bad crime and you did your time. Why shouldn't you be allowed on Twitter? I, I don't understand that either. Musk is really flying by the seat of his pants right now and he's getting dangerously close to some trouble. I will admit I'm very nervous about what the App Store is going to do. Uh, you see, Apple and Google need to seriously start exploring booting Twitter off the App Store, said Alejandra Caraballo. Who? clinical instructor at Harvard Law, Harvard Law's Cyber Law Clinic. So you work at Harvard and you're saying, what we really need to do is de-platform online speech. That's what Harvard students are getting educated on. It's very dangerous. It's existentially dangerous for various marginalized communities. Uh, I guarantee you that the people that are on the receiving end of most of the, of the bad behavior on Twitter are... Uh, Unfortunately for their narrative, cis straight men, white men, cis white men. It's like opening the gates of heck in terms of the havoc it will cause. People who engage in direct targeted harassment can come back and engage in doxing, target harassment, vicious bullying, all sorts of terrible things. Again, actually, no. None of the rules have changed about what you can and what you cannot do on Twitter. This is just an outright lie and fear-mongering. Experts say that bots and bad actors can easily skew the results of a Twitter poll. What? Are you election deniers? So basing decisions on one is irresponsible. I guarantee. Shout out to Charles Barkley. I guarantee you. Without a shadow of a doubt, he could run that poll a hundred times over a hundred days and peep and, and suspended account amnesty would win a hundred out of a hundred times. You want to know how I know that is because the general knowledge or the general perception and the general uh, data we have based on facts is that many in particular of the mo uh, more prominent accounts that have been suspended were done so for politically motivated reasons. We know this to be true. So 
while I do agree that people that broke Twitter's rules like legitimately and did it repeatedly will be unsuspended, if they do it again, they're going to get suspended again. It's such a weird thing. I mean, like these people are like the, the, the fake panic. You see HuffPost, oh, look, Elon is letting more banned accounts back on Twitter. Chief tweet by poll, rules by polling now. Ooh, democracy, you mean? Here's uh, Carl saying, never forget that to the left, democracy is only ever a means to an end. They'd happily abolish the idea of consulting the people entirely if it meant they could get what they wanted. Representation is only of, fair, of use as far as it advances their agenda. Absolutely correct. Here's the Associated Press with a smear piece. New Twitter owner Elon Musk said he is granting amnesty for suspended accounts, which online safety experts predict will spur a rise in harassment. Elon responds, the AP is, is, the AP is such an expert in misinformation, Twitter couldn't hope to compete. 216,000 likes compared to their 16,000. The people have spoken. He continues, but you have piqued my interest, my curiosity. Who are these online experts you speak of? Here's, here's a post by Eridana. Eridana. Taylor Lorenzo spending her Thanksgiving thinking about how obsessed everyone is with her instead of reflecting on why she stalks doxes and lies about people for fame. I'm telling... It's telling how obsessed these people are with my age. Ah, it's getting to her. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 86 year old. I think it's 86. Is it 86 today? What a great day. They spent all of 20 calling me a little girl younger than most at the New York Times. When that didn't stick, they flipped to I'm too old to cover tech. <laughs> she doesn't even get that it's a meme. And now you prove like now you're saying it gets to you. I mean, this, this is what Taylor Lorenz does. She's a bully. She's a, a, an online cry bully. And by the way, which is it, Taylor? Taylor runs on Elon Musk. Quote, there's absolutely nothing about Elon Musk that's a free speech advocate. I mean, he's just notoriously been super anti-free speech over the years, cracking down on anyone who speaks out against him. Which is it? <laughs> this is a reply, what is this elderly woman doing on my computer screen? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, this is a woman that doxes people and harasses people for a living. And you see that, that it, yesterday, uh, App Store was trending, and they were literally begging the App Store to drop them. I mean, here's Axios, right? Activists warned lives at risk over Elon Musk's amnesty plan for suspended accounts. Really? And again, 1,100 likes. You people really are desperate, aren't you? Ha, ha, ha. Mean tweets will end your life. Be afraid. Words are violence. I mean, like, these are, I mean, where are the, where are the people that agree with them? While this is some bottom of the barrel desperation, it's because they know that they're losing all of their power and control. Again, Axios is another one of those accounts. 650,000 followers. Let's see how they're doing on their recent tweet. Five likes. 20 minutes ago. Oh, they just retweeted someone else's tweet. There's no credit. Here's another tweet they had. Um, two days ago, 
60 likes. The old mainstream establishment is played out and gone. And this is their death throes. I hope you enjoyed this video. Please do do me a favor and at least check out Coffee Brand Coffee. If it's not for you, maybe tell a friend about it. Um, they're more important. The business is more important than ever right now to me. And uh, promo code Black Friday, one word, you'll save huge. And next up today, Elon Musk launches new Twitter feature that totally embarrasses journalists and celebrities. Wow, uh, Twitter is going uh, absolutely bananas uh, over the obviously the news that Elon will be unsuspending or offering uh, suspension amnesty for all previously suspended accounts. On top of that, he finally gave an answer to what they're going to do about verified accounts. And I still am not really totally sure. I'm a huge fan of it. But he also is thumbing his nose at Woke Hollywood. And I'm 100% here for that. And it's an absolute amazing day. It's Friday. Well, I have to work tomorrow, but a lot of people don't have to work tomorrow. Let's start with uh, a, a, a very nice human being. Christian Toto's article, Elon Musk drops a bomb on woke Hollywood. The Tesla billionaire's car line hasn't wooed progressive stars and said they look past his company's eco-impact and focus on its passion for freer speech. Musk's Twitter takeover allowed many, quote, banned accounts back on the platform. He's more interested in stopping uh, predators than silencing voices. That's a bridge too far for Stephen King, Jack White, and Whoopi Goldberg and others who are either fleeing Twitter or blasting Musk for his brief but consequential Twitter reign. You could see Cody Johnston coming back 12 hours later to prove how not bothered I am. You see Elon Musk saying, oh, hi, Stephen King uh, is my pillow actually a great pillow? Now I'm curious. Headline, Stephen King tweet causes my pillow sales to skyrocket, LOL. Musk has plenty to do given his business ventures but he spends an inordinate amount of time tweeting to his heart's content. He's alternatively, alternately funny and bruising, sharing business insight and quizzing users on his next steps he might take on Twitter. The week, this week, Musk revealed that he has a keen grasp of the modern Hollywood and used words, uh, to, to use his words, the woke mind virus infecting it. The billionaire weaponized that phrase earlier this year to blast Netflix for its dubious content decisions, one reason the streaming giant's fortunes fell in early 2022. Now Musk is calling out the entertainment industry for a similarly twisted agenda. He started the discussion by asking Twitter's users on what they thought about the culture war, a loaded term that can mean anything from God in the classroom to the Queen story hours. Many responded, of course, given Musk's 120 million followers. Um, a lot of people said, I think the right needs to start funding more artists, filmmakers, and writers instead of politicians and super PACs. Big agree. You don't win a naval war without any ships. You can't win a culture war with any culture. Any culture. We've been reacting too long. Time to go on the offensive. Musk responded, I'm neither conventionally right nor left, but I agree with your point. The woke mind virus has been potentially has potentially penetrated entertainment and is pushing civilization towards its end. There needs to be a counter narrative. The counter narrative is already happening, albeit in modest measures. You know, there are things like the Daily Wire and, and things like that that are doing things. But uh, it's interesting to see Elon weigh in on that and drop some real truth uh, uh, tweets on it. But now he's also rolling out a brand new feature. So if you've been following kind of the 
verification mess. My position has always been on verification that um, the blue check mark would have been fine if it was if it was universally accepted or like you know the the earnings you know the the qualifications to get it were not politically motivated by people inside Twitter. You know, I think, you know, a YouTuber with a hundred thousand subscribers should probably be verified on Twitter. Uh, I think, you know, a race car driver or baseball player or football player, soccer or football or football player, they should be verified. Politicians should be verified. Um, you know, official band accounts, official business accounts. These are things that I think could be verified. I don't think that we needed more check marks, but this is what's happening. Musk says Twitter to launch gold, gray, and blue verified check marks. Now, this might actually be interesting because you can see the color of the check and kind of know exactly who they are, as opposed to before, where everyone had the same checks, but and you're like, oh, why do they have a check mark? And you hover over it and you're like, oh, they have 1,200 followers, but they wrote three pieces for Kotaku, so they're verified. Twitter will roll out verified gold and gray check marks as it relaunches relaunches the coveted blue check mark service on Friday. Chief Executive Officer Elon Musk said in the tweet after holding the rollout earlier this week, holding off it. Gold check marks for companies, gray check marks for governments, blue for individuals, celebrities or not, painful but necessary, Musk said. All verified accounts will be manually authenticated before the check is activated, Musk said. Individuals can have a secondary tiny logo to show they belong to an organization if verified by such an organization. So let's say you work for the Washington Post um, and you have a, a blue check mark. It may also say it works for the Washington Post and that's why they're verified. The company had paused its recently announced $8 blue check subscription service as fake accounts mushroomed and had said that the sought-after blue checkmark subscription service will be relaunched November 29th. That's in four days. Since they locked it, by the way, hilariously, there have been people like Count Dankula, who has his name set to something pretty funny, who's been stuck uh, because they locked anybody being able to change their name at all because while they work on it. He then writes to, um, in this intersection, you know, you have this Rob Reich, Rob Reich, 1.5 million followers, uh, rarely gets a lot of tweet, uh, replies, but in this case, he did. Here's where Elon Musk fails to understand. Much of corporations' values lie in their workers, their knowledge, or skills, or ideas. When he fired half of Twitter's workforce and drove off even more, he wasn't cutting costs. He was actively destroying what he bought. He basically got ratioed on this, by the way. 36,000 comments. This idea is that the more people you hire, the better your company gets. Like, where do, where do you even get that logic? And then it's Elon Musk is interesting. Now pay $8. Crypto King says, Elon, I'm trying. It won't let me. He's talking about pay the $8 and I'm verified. Need to edit one character and I can't spell. Elon says, sorry for the delay. We're tentatively launching verified on Friday next week. Gold checks for companies, gray checks for government, blue checks for individuals, celebrity or not. And all verified accounts will be manually authenticated before check activates painful but necessary so every individual verified as a public official or eight dollar payment will have the same check will they be customizable will there be a red check for those that commit fraud but verified <laughs> elon says 
all verified individual humans will have the same blue check as a boundary of what constitutes notable is otherwise too subjective. Individuals can have a secondary tiny logo showing that they belong to an organization if verified by such uh, that organization. Longer explanation next week. So, I mean, it's like you're talking about, um, you know, essentially he's saying, hey, everyone's on the same playing field. But then it's like, I just don't know. Like, do I need a check mark then? Like, I, I thought that, you know, like, I don't need a personal account to be verified. I just wanted people to know that the quartering was the quartering and not one of the many imposter accounts or my hater fan accounts. Um, I still don't love this solution because is the quartering an individual? Not really. It's an organization. So, you know, is that, does that mean I can get a gold check mark? How does that work? Where is the process for this? I think all he had to actually do was just fix, um, you know, the verification process, the way it sat, you know, the, the make it actually work. Uh, but you know, right now he's got, you know, hit piece after hit piece coming out from the Washington Post. He's got, uh, you know, the Axios saying people are literally going to die because of free speech, all this kind of stuff. So I suppose he's doing the best he can, but I just feel like I, I get he wanted to be able to charge people some money, but maybe focus on adding some features for that money instead of just a check mark. I don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert. And next up, Elon Musk has lost 50% of top advertisers at Twitter, and it's time to sue and name names. What a wild, wild time to be alive. Twitter's changing every single day. Elon Musk is doing something that's outraging everybody every single day. Kanye West is meeting with pres uh, former President Trump, asking him to be his vice president. And that's just like what happened in the last 24 hours. And if, you, if, it's as cra if you enjoy the coverage of the craziness, if you haven't yet, please do subscribe down below. I know it might be a pain if you have to create an account, but it legitimately helps the channel a ton and I would greatly appreciate it. Obviously it's free, but it just helps you find my videos easier. Certainly YouTube is not putting them out in the algorithm, never has. And uh, the only reason I grow is because of you. Twitter has lost 50 of its top 100 advertisers since Elon Musk took older over reports said. Now, I, I think that when we look at where this report is coming from and the language around it, we're going to see a, mm, there's probably some holes in this, but it is possible that Twitter has lost massive advertising dollars, um, dollars that they need to recoup. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Elon cares about that right this second because I think he truly believes that Twitter Blue will generate a lot of revenue from him. I'm not convinced, at least not yet, until he adds additional features beyond just the longer video time for people and the check mark. But we'll see, I guess, when Twitter Blue reopens in four days, we'll see if I start seeing check marks everywhere, I'll say, okay, well, well, these people are paying their $8 a month. So, you know, I wish him the best. I want, I want him to figure out more ways to make money. And I know he will. It's just the short term, this has got to sting. Now, the, the kind of the bully mafia is real. This article on NPR, far left-leaning source, just so I always, you know, point that out. Twitter has lost 50 of its top 100 advertisers since Elon Musk took over, report says. Half of Twitter's top 100 advertisers appear no longer to be advertising on the website. A report from Media Matters. So Media Matters is another bully organization. 
um, states that 50 advertisers have spent almost $2 billion on Twitter ads since 2020. More than $750 million just in 2022. Seven additional advertisers have slowed their advertising to almost nothing, according to the report, which was published Tuesday. These companies have paid Twitter more than $255 million since 2020. And here we have the list. Chevrolet, Chipotle, Ford, Jeep, Kindrill, Merck, Novartis, AG, all issued statements about halting Twitter ads or were reported and confirmed as doing so. The others ceased advertising on the platform for a, quote, significant period of time following direct outreach, controversies, and warnings from media buyers. Now, here's what Elon Musk should do. He should sue Media Matters. He should sue the NAACP. He should sue, is it tortious interference? Is that the con? Is that the term? All of these bully organizations that sent emails to advertisers that were like, oh, geez, oh, gosh, you know, I really would hate, oh, yeah, it sure would be bad if I named your company in my hit piece and said that you were funding um, the bad guys from WW2. Oh, gosh, geez, man, are you sure you still want to, like, this was an attack. This was a purposeful attack to, to cripple Elon Musk's earning potential. Elon Musk should absolutely dedicate legal resources to digging into the letters and articles that were written and the letters that were sent to these companies. The report wrote that even with these hits to advertising revenue, Twitter CEO Elon Musk has continued his rash of brand unsafe actions, including amplifying conspiracy theories, unilaterally reinstating banned accounts such that of that as president, former president Donald Trump. By the way, how many tweets has he sent? How many tweets has Donald Trump sent? Yeah, that number is zero. How much misinformation has Donald Trump spread since being reinstated on Twitter? Zero. And he also instituted a haphazard verification scheme that allowed extreme views and scammers to purchase a blue check mark. Twitter users like author Stephen King criticized the new blue check mark system, the symbol to use to verify the identity of Twitter accounts, so it was easy to confirm a tweet source. Eli Lilly and co. stopped showing ads on Twitter the day after an account impersonating them, complete with the purchase of a blue check, posted, we are excited to announce that insulin is now free. By the way, uh, the reason for their stock drop was debunked. It wasn't actually that tweet. There were several very smart, well-thought-out uh, spots here, um, or, or articles that basically debunked that. Eli Lilly asked Twitter to take it down, but the tweet remained up for hours because the platform staff was stretched too thin. Oh, please. The tweet garnered hundreds of retweets and thousands of likes. The Eli Lilly stock soon, soon took a dive. No, the entire industry went down there, and it wasn't because they thought it was free. Endpoint News reported that 12 pharmaceutical giants soon stopped buying Twitter ads, citing Pathmatics, which collects data on corporate advertising and digital marketing trends. King quipped on Twitter, pretty soon the only advertiser left on Twitter may be my pillow. The pillow manufacturing company run by pro-Trump conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell. Look, I don't care if the guy, I can't believe I don't have a pillow promo code. Like, how's that guy not reached out to me? 
um, like Postel can't be the only guy that that is making money off that. People say they really like his pillows. I don't have one. Um, I, and you know he could have a good pillow, and it doesn't matter if if the, whoever makes it has some weird political opinions. You see this article in less than a month. Elon Musk has driven away half of Twitter's top 100 advertisers. And by the way, none of these people have said that they're never going to come back, right? None of them. They're just pausing right now because in my opinion, they're probably getting insane amounts of threatening emails from bully organizations like Media Matters. I've seen how these emails work. I worked for a Fortune 500 company during the adpocalypse. I saw the emails from the New York Times and from Vox and from this. I saw all of them. And that's literally how they're worded. Ooh, nice company got there. Oh, geez, uh, sure would be bad news if you didn't tell me that you were going to pause ads immediately. That's how they were written. So you have Abbott Laboratories, Allstate, AMC, American Express Company. By the way, advertising across the board is down this year. YouTube earnings based on views are probably like, I don't know, two-thirds of what they were last year for the same views. That's why I'm so happy that so many of you are just subscribing. That's all I ever ask, by the way. So if, if I haven't earned your subscription yet, hopefully today I will. Ooh, BlackRock, Blue Triton, Boston Beer Company, the California State Lottery. Ooh, the lot. So all these corrupt organizations. CNN, Dell, DirecTV, Fidelity. I would take a look at these companies list, you know, LinkedIn, Nestle. And maybe let them know Verizon, Tire Rack, Wells Fargo, Yum Brands, which is like KFC and stuff like that. Despite these advertising losses, he's, you know, he's, he's so again, this is a dedicated hit piece that I think Elon should start litigating against this stuff. He has to start taking the power back from these bully organizations like the ADL, like Media Matters, like um, the mainstream media which is another tool of it, right? Now, maybe the ADL does some really good things. I, I'm not saying they don't, but what I'm saying is what I see them do is whine and complain on Twitter and then do stuff like, hmm, nice company there. Sure would be a shame if we said it was anti-Semitic. That's what I see them do. I see Media Matters doing that. I see um, the mainstream media doing that. I don't see them in the street helping Jewish people. Now, maybe they are. I just don't see it. I don't exactly live in like a Hasidic Jewish community. I live in the middle of nowhere. So maybe that's true. Maybe the ADL really does that. I don't know. What happened to the ACLU? They used to be all about free speech. Now there's some leftist organization picking and choosing the times they care about free speech. People saying Stephen King, like propping up Stephen King. He's a lunatic. Trump broke the guy. He hasn't had a good book in 25 years. He hasn't had a good movie in longer. Why are people caring what Stephen King has to say about anything? Name a good book Stephen King has written in like forever. Or a good, hot, or a good political take or a good strategic take. No? You just think that it was a good book? You just think that, you know, Pet Cemetery was a cool movie back in the day? I agree. That was like the 80s. It's 2022. Who cares what this old coot has to say? Elon has to start suing. He just has to. He has to set the precedent that Twitter's not going to be bullied around by these organizations. And, and we as consumers need to take these you know, customer lists, these people that pulled advertising, and just remember that when we make our purchase decisions.
And when we choose to go with their competitor, let them know maybe why you thought that, that you did. And next up today, this family needs our help. You know, one of the benefits of having a, a large and engaged and kind viewership like I do is, you know, one of the benefits of that is that sometimes you can really do some good. Last couple of years, we've done some big um, toy drives for Toys for Tots. Um, we've raised a lot of money for people in need, the uh, Holiday Inn employee, um, Target Tory over the years, many others. Um, and it's been a while since I covered something that, I, that I'm hoping some people, if they're in the position to, might be able to help. If not, maybe you can help in a different way. But um, a fellow YouTuber uh, uploaded this uh, video. I'm sure he won't mind uh, my showing it. Tragedy. Uh, as you can see, our uh, house has uh, had a bit of a fire. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like anything is going to survive. Uh, as you can see, it's pretty bad. Um, as for my studio and all my stuff, it's gone. Uh -huh. Uh, smoke and fire got this way as well. Uh, so, as you can see, this is where I usually do my work, where my studio is. Um, everything's kind of melted and fucked. So, uh, you can see he's had a house home fire. Looks like he's got some kids, a family. Um, but he's also created part of the creator community and part of the hobby community. A lot of people don't know this about me unless you follow me on Twitter, but I really enjoy model trains. I've been involved in the Magic the Gathering hobby for 25 years. Um, I, I enjoy remote control cars. Each all, each like various subsects of the kind of various different hobby communities. Um, but um, this individual is also a YouTuber who... Uh, Make some really awesome videos on miniatures. And a guy that had a heart attack a year ago, too. Make some uh, really fun little how to make terrain for wargaming, um, miniature abandoned churches, stuff like that. Very cool stuff. So one way you can support is if you're at all interested, don't just subscribe if you're not interested at all. If you're all interested in what this guy might be up to, I'm gonna leave a link to his channel and subscribe. Uh, I think that's a really cool way to help build him up is that you know building his audience means he'll be able to earn some more money and start to rebuild. In the short term, uh, he also has a GoFundMe. He's currently living in someone's like shed, uh, looks like, like a pole barn. I, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I'm hoping we can help this gentleman and his family get back uh, on online. So I'm gonna throw a couple hundred bucks in here. I'm not saying you have to, but it's, uh, you know, it's the season of giving. It's the time when we could do some good. This says help RFD hobby. Rebuild his workshop. Greetings, humans. Our friend recently had a bad day. A fire consumed his house and workshop. 
Not sure how much of this will be covered by insurance. Well, probably, definitely not his miniatures and his collections and his YouTube stuff. But we wanted to start this fundraiser so he can get new supplies, a new workbench to create from. After speaking with him briefly today, it's apparent he needs some essential items. Clothing, food, temporary lodging. Thankfully, no one was hurt in the fire, but bouncing back after losing literally everything can be rough. I mean, it can't. I assume it's always rough. Um, you know, we hope this will help him to get his craft on. Um, thanks to all who sent him gifts. So he didn't start this GoFundMe. Somebody else did, but it is the official one. I'm going to throw some money in here and, you know, us YouTubers got to look out for each other. So if you're not in a position to throw the guy a few bucks, 100% understand that, but you could subscribe to his channel and watch some of his videos and then he'll get ad revenue from that. Um, help grow his, I mean, this is, this is a, some really cool stuff. G'day everyone and welcome back to the channel. This is RFD Hobby and my name is Sean. Uh, and the key onto it, uh, you can release the key from there. Continue using the machine if you want to set it up that way. You need to dial it in sometimes and walking on you. you can also oh, it's crazy seeing the this before the fire. this one it does have a hinged um, frame here and you can fill these windows in with acrylic uh, again all this stuff is free with the exception of one thing that i made which is not free to what you're cutting on so the thing you put on this looks like those little like uh i don't know if it's balsa but there's a little wood anyway like this is the, by the way just so people know like these are the type of youtube videos i generally watch like non-professional setup just a uh, a person who really enjoys their hobby or or whatever it is uh, i'm going to leave a link to rfd hobby in the description maybe you could stop i'm sure he's i mean just you can hear in his video going through his fire he's just completely distraught maybe you could stop by his video and you know leave him some positive vibes if you're interested in his stuff I, and i don't know this guy he, it doesn't matter he's a part of our community part of the hobby community. Um, and then also I'm going to link his GoFundMe. I'm going to throw some money in after the video here. And, um, you know, let's try to do a little bit of good for the holidays. And we're still going to do our December Toys for Tots uh, donation stuff. We're going to do our Advent calendar stuff. We've got a lot of Christmas stuff planned on this channel, but um, I thought we could help. Certainly um, he's going to need a good chunk of cash. I mean, like I got to find a place to live in short term. I don't know what the real estate market is like. Anyway, just thought, you know, Hey, it's Friday. Let's try to do a little bit of good for someone. If we can links in the description and pin comment. And, um, because you know, I know you, I know you all are going to go hard because you always do. And, uh, I'm so thankful for you. Next up today, Kanye West and Donald Trump gets totally insane. This timeline is amazing. I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, we saw a video yesterday with, uh, <laughs> I mean, you had Kanye West, Milo Yiannopoulos, and I think Sneeko sitting there on camera and Kanye talking about how President Trump was just super impressed with uh, somebody who has some of the <laughs> many absolutely heinous opinions. Somebody who you really don't want to be hanging out around if you're worried about, you know, um, being called an anti-Semite. I, I, I don't even understand. And, you know, I understand people enjoy 
uh, this dude's content. Hopefully it's like ironically, but uh, I don't even understand what is, you know, what, what is Kanye doing? Although shout out to him for uh, bringing up, you know, Trump leaving uh, the, the J6 people kind of out to dry, I suppose. This, I don't even know what to, how to explain this. Yeezy headquarters, LA, California. All right. Um, you know, then, oh, he has these copywritten. Oh, awesome. Great. Thanks, Kanye. Okay. So in this video, um, he's talking about Adidas has just frozen all of Ye's bank accounts and sued him for $275 million in advertising fees. Um, okay. Um, Oh, this is like a different, this is actually a different ad. These are always like political ads, which are really bizarre. Now he has done this before. And I also want to be very clear. Um, he's a hundred percent within his right to run for president. He can do that. Um, I think to, to just out of hand dismiss it is stupid. You know, if you, you know, he can run, uh, I don't know if that's his plan. I just find it so hard to believe based on the people that he's surrounding himself with. Um, you know, I don't have anything necessarily against Milo Yiannopoulos, but like, I, I mean, I don't understand this clip. He's talking about eating dinner with President Trump in which he asks President Trump to be his vice president. And then he brought... Um, Here's Milo looking, I mean, look, hey, Milo's on his grift. I support that. By the way, Kanye's still wearing those uh, boots from the company that uh, likes to put out pictures of kids or whatever. But, uh, you know, that's just something I wanted to point out. That As a man of God, he should probably ditch that stuff. Um, I don't care if he designed those or not or whatever the case is. Um, they look ridiculous, but also like, Bro, like you're telling everyone that you, you're a man of God. Okay, I, I believe you, but you know, maybe, you know, God would probably want to protect its most vulnerable. So you have Milo here with, you know, <laughs> he, he accurately does call out Trump, like for kind of abandoning uh, the J6 people, which in my opinion are being held like as political prisoners. He then goes on to say that Trump said something wild about Kim Kardashian. And then suddenly, like, Kanye's got mad about it, and they, they had this weird... Di I mean, this is so surreal. Like, th there's... This is so... This is, like, yeah, Savannah, this is the most wild timeline. Like, I can't even believe it. Now, I think Kanye should have his platform, and he should be able to say, you know, he should be able to exercise the same level of free speech as anyone else. I want to be very clear about that. Um, but I don't, what is even happening? Now he did this run for president thing before. Um, but you see here, like, and this is the daily beast. Okay. So, you know, they're far left. They're going to use this meeting to smear Trump, uh, smear Republicans. Um, it, it's actually like this whole thing has some very real implications. That's what, what, like I try to tell people like, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's such a hilarious mess and it's funny and it's entertaining, but like if, if, if yay, like 
wants to really get in the ring, like he could definitely be an anchor on Trump because he will call Trump out on things like Jace, you know, leaving people behind and stuff like that. Um, that would be legitimately bad for him. Uh, he probably opens the door to DeSantis just running away with the nomination easily. So if you're a Trumper, if you're like really want Trump back, I'm still, I don't know who I would prefer. Also, secondarily, DeSantis has not announced he's going to run anyway. But if he did run, you know, I don't know which one I would vote for yet. Two years is a long time before, you know, the primaries. So I'm not going to commit to anyone or the other. I have voted for Trump in the past. Um, I like how he runs a country. Uh, but, you know, it's been a long time since he was president. Uh, but like, <laughs> if, 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 you know, the left is going to be able to take all these shenanigans and put them around Trump. That's what he's going to be able to do. That's what they're going to do. And then they're going to, DeSantis is going to come out and he's going to say, I'm the normal guy. I'm the normal guy. I'm the, you know, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the sane Republican endorse me and he's going to crush it. Don't get mad at me for saying it. You know, I'm right. I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm not saying, but that's, what's going to happen. All these pictures with, tr with Trump, with Nick Fuentes. Like, ha, I get it. It's funny. It's a meme. Ha, baking the cookies. Oh, how long would it take to bake this many cookies? Ha, it's so funny. Like, okay, cool. Get your cax. I think it's, you know, I think it's funny too. But like, don't pretend that this isn't going to be used against Trump. So if you want Trump to win, you want Trump to get the nomination, you probably don't think it's that funny. Um, Now, two years is a long long time from now is Kanye going to sustain this madness for two more years highly unlikely highly unlikely could he genu genuinely affect the vote maybe in some cities let's say if he ran as an independent but what would be more disastrous is if the media can use Kanye's craziness attach it to Trump crazy behavior I should say attach it to Trump and then have Trump run as an independent. Then you're getting four more years as, as of Biden. So is that what you want? Maybe, maybe you say the Republican party is just too messed up and you don't even care. Maybe I'd really rather not have Joe Biden run this country for another four years. That's my selfish take on this. Like the Republicans need to get their, their poo in a group and like figure out what's going on because I mean, Donald, Donald Trump just sat down with like Milo and uh, Nick Fuentes for dinner. And Kanye came out and told everybody what happened at that dinner. And there were some initial denials that he was even there, but it looks like based on several people I trust, he absolutely was there. Like, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. And the fact that he's like, I mean, Kanye asking Trump to be his vice president is hilarious. But like, <laughs> I don't even, what's even happening? What's even happening? Calls, for, wants a Christian theocracy. You know, a lot of people say, well, Jeremy, um, Kanye is running on like some Christian values. And there are a lot of Christians in this country. Sure are. I don't think they're just voting for for Kanye West because he's Christian. 
I don't think they're I don't think that they vote that way. People say, well, Kanye is going to get the black vote. Who? <laughs> I mean, like, what? The state of this country in two years will be what decides the presidency. It's not going to be the shenanigans that are happening right now. I mean, it is an absolutely wild time to be to be alive and to be reporting on this stuff. Um, I, you know, I admit, obviously, it's good for business. But, I, I mean... What do you think about it? You let me know in the comment section down below. I'd be very, very interested to see what you have to say. And next up, Tim Pool blasted by former co-host Adam Krigler and revealing spicy bedroom details. Happy, happy, happy Saturday. I really, really appreciate you tuning in today. There's a lot of news going on. Obviously, Elon Musk madness. And uh, apparently, there was a... Civil war brewing between uh, co-host, former co-host Adam Krigler and current host of TimCast, TimCast IRL. Everyone loved it. Everyone loves themselves some juicy drama. Now, I wasn't going to cover this. And then I thought, bro, like... How do you not take this opportunity to sell delicious coffee brand coffee using promo code TIMCAST on Taboot to save big this weekend? Check out our holiday gift boxes. I'm telling you, you can build your own, save everything for the holidays, friends, family gifts. Otherwise, try our coffee tea or cocoa. I guarantee you'll love it. Or espresso, dark chocolate covered espresso beans. Now, I respect greatly what Tim Pool has built with TimCast. Uh, him and I have not always agreed on everything, but like, who cares, right? Like, Tim is a peer, and he is a uh, a guy that literally, you know, built something truly amazing. Uh, you know, gave a lot of people financial uh, freedom, employment, things of that nature. Adam Krigler, I have no issues with Adam at all. Uh, I like Adam. I like Tim. And so this drama was particularly annoying for me. Um, people want to say, well, what do you think, Jeremy? Who, who won? Who lost? I literally, like, so what? Okay, there's some claims of some, some two adults doing some shenanigans, two consenting adults doing shenanigans. That's not drama. That's adults, okay? I'm not some leftist that's like, oh, one person was the boss and the other person wasn't the boss. People are adults and they, whether or not they want to, you know, put their naughty bits together really is of no concern of mine at all. Um, I've known about all this drama for over a year and it's just not been newsworthy and it's not really been my story to tell. Um, of course, my inbox is flooding this morning with all sorts of stuff. Look, I'm not here to confirm or deny um, what Adam or Tim said. I'm here to share my opinion and hopefully get you to try out Coffee Brand Coffee. Because that is, of course, my real business. Uh, last night, Adam did a stream, a very long stream, in which he aired out his story of why he left Tim Pool's show or why it fell apart. Okay, Much, I thought, of Adam's extraordinarily long live stream was very complimentary of Tim. 
it aired out some some dirty laundry uh, in terms of working for a guy that is probably on the edge a lot. I I have never raised my voice at employees, but I've definitely had people raise their voice at me, and it's never been an issue. Like I don't really care. I'm not weak like that. Um, but they're essentially what the whole story boiled down to. Okay, I'm gonna boil it all down. Money. That's what it boiled down to. It appears to me that Tim gave Adam a very fair cut of the money, according to his statement, and eventually started to regret that. All this other ans- all this other ancillary stuff is irrelevant, okay? So Adam claims that, uh, or Tim claims that, and both actually agree on a certain day, the day it happened, the day it all went down. Um, their former producer, Lydia, who people have varying opinions on, I have no opinion on her. I've talked to her very shortly. I don't consume her content. I don't care. I'm nothing her. I don't mean that to be negative. I just mean I have no loyalties there at all. Um, apparently, she had made some remark about... Um, the right to choose, and Adam had been through a situation where his uh, girlfriend or whatever at the time had made a decision, and he was particularly emotional about that, something I think any adult can understand, and that led to a shouting match um, where Adam lost his temper with Lydia, something he admits, and Tim corroborates, Uh, essentially screaming at her, yelling at her, she's crying, blah, 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 blah. Don't care. These people are adults. You shouldn't be crying when somebody's yelling at you anyway. But um, Tim intervened, which he had to do. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not here to defend everything Tim did, but I am here to speak to you as somebody who has employed people for a very long time, who has had many employees for a very long time, uh, even before the quartering. You know, when I was in corp in the you know in the private sector. Uh, or, you know, when I was going to work every day, I had a very large team and I had this stuff happen a couple of times through my career. And there's really, as a boss, you can't let that happen. You can't let employees scream at each other and get aggressive. Can't do it. So I don't blame Tim for trying to deescalate. Now, some people will say he was simping. It doesn't even matter. He literally had no choice. Um, there were several other things apparently boiled down to Tim didn't like, or uh, Adam didn't like Lydia. They're always sniping at her. Adam spent a particularly long amount of time about on his stream about a, pot- a potential relationship between Tim and Lydia. I don't care about that. These people are adults. We're not children. It's funny to hear about, right? It's spicy to hear about. But if you want my opinion about whether or not two people banged, I could not care less. Especially when you tell me that they're two people that are consenting. If one person was married... Guess what? People cheat on their spouses all the time. That's not newsworthy. Okay. I don't care. Um, and I, I'm not saying it's, you know, not hilarious. I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm not saying it's not interesting. I'm not saying it's not juicy, but like, you know, if you, if that happens, you, you have, you, you, you're like infant. If you are not faithful, your marriage falls apart or whatever, you get divorced. Life goes on. When you get to be an old lump of coal like me, I have lots of friends who are on their second marriage. Like, so what? I don't care about that. Um, there was, you know, ultimately a decision. Sorry, Huck's with me in the office because, um, well, his sister, not biological, uh, 
it's that time. And um, old Mr. Humps a lot here. Yeah, that's you. Come up here. Hmm? There he is. Humps a lot. He's getting too big. I, it's hard to keep him apart. So he's in my office with me till he, you know, learns some restraint. Some people would say that might, some other people could also learn some restraint. Um, I don't have any different opinion of, of Adam. I don't have any opinion, different opinion about Tim. Some people say, you know, Adam, Adam brought out this, uh, you know, some many anecdotes about alleging that Tim was yelling at, you know, employees and this and that. I don't even care. Like that's, I don't know. Call me insensitive, but like employees get yelled at. That's just, I don't really, I, I don't really understand why that's a big deal. Is it different because it's a woman? I think people are treating it different because it's a woman. I don't care. These people could quit at any moment, all right, if they're unhappy with their job. Now, is it okay to be yelling and screaming at people? No, I don't think you get quite the reaction uh, long term, but sometimes you got to let somebody know they screwed up. And, um, you know, I think like yelling and screaming at somebody is not a good way to go about that. But again, I don't care. Essentially, it gets brought to light today. So Tim does a counter stream today where he expertly trolls people by streaming for several hours before actually getting to the only thing anyone actually cared about, whether or not he banged somebody. Again, I don't care about that. Um, is it funny? Yes. Uh, but, you know, people bang. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't understand. Like, uh, I don't care, you know. Um, ultimately, do I think, you know, having all of your employees living in the same house and um, fraternizing, especially if, you know, wine and, and booze are involved is a good idea? No, not at all. We've all had that office Christmas party where two people leave that, you know, they're married or two people leave together or somebody gets overserved. It's just a recipe for disaster. Now, I know given the location, it wasn't quite an option for him. But I mean, this is what happens when you have a bunch of young people living together in, in close quarters, spending a lot of time together. They bang. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't really care. You know, I think that ultimately, whatever. And I think Adam was tactical uh, in when he released his video. Absolutely. Thanksgiving Day or the day after Thanksgiving when he know Tim didn't have a show. Genius. Okay. Does Adam have legitimate gripes with Tim? Sure. But there are also things that Tim said that, like, he continued to pay Adam a salary even when he wasn't contributing to the show. He, he continued to employ his girlfriend or wife or whatever when Adam wasn't working on the show. It seems like, to me, that even if Tim was an insufferable jerk... Okay, maybe that's true. You never really know how people are who are when they're off camera. Okay, me, you see what you you get what you you know you see what you get what you see. I'm I'm essentially the exact same person off camera. Anyone who's met me IRL will tell you that. Um, but I don't even care if Tim's a jerk. It seems like he went out of his way to, you know, continue to pay this guy now. Did Tim make some weird statements like, well, my lawyers told me I couldn't pay Adam any more money. No lawyer told him he couldn't pay him more money. And maybe that was a bad way to word it. Um, but like, you know, essentially 
Adam having a, a really big salary opportunity to continue to work for Tim. He chose not to because Tim wanted him to sign an NDA. Again, also a totally reasonable thing to do. And Adam is also totally well within his right to not sign that. So, you know, if people are looking for me to disavow or uh, to, you know, I don't really, I'm an adult. You know, none of this stuff surprises me. When you have a bunch of people living together in a house, drinking, uh, working together, there's going to get, people are going to catch feelings. That happens. Um, the money stuff sounds like he took care of Adam pretty well. Um, did Adam have legitimate gripes? Yep. Sounds like he did. And he got a great opportunity last night in front of thousands of people to air out his, his, uh, his, um, the, the festivist airing of grievances, hundred percent rightful to do so. And, um, I hope he feels better. I think both those personalities probably have some regrets and, you know, both of them are off doing their own thing. I hold nothing against Adam Krigler and I hold nothing against Tim Poole. Um, if I worked for him or something that might be different, but I legitimately couldn't care less about the, the romance stuff. Um, you know, especially in a situation where again, everyone seemed to be allegedly consensual and nobody's coming out saying it wasn't no and you know, whatever the case is. So I don't care. I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's funny, but like Tim's going to be fine. Adam's going to be fine. I, I don't think people should cancel either one of them about it. Um, this is just messy business and it gets that way, especially when large sums of money are involved. And next up today, Elon Musk just dropped the hammer with Twitter potentially banned from Apple. He confirms Tesla phone. Quicker video today because it's a, it's a very big topic. It's one that hits close to home for me because, you know, the internet essentially, did you know that basically there's a tax on the internet of 15 cents on every dollar that gets generated by half of the internet and 30 cents on the dollar for the other half? This tax exists at the Apple and Google App Store with Apple taking 30 cents of every dollar that is generated through their platform and Android taking 15 cents. I care less about the money than I do about the political tax. The fact that there's a duopoly that prevents access to the internet. Now I know my viewers are a little more tech savvy, a little more up on things. So they'll say, well, you could do this, that, and the other thing. Sure. But you're like the 2% in terms of technical knowledge. You're not teaching anyone else how to use Post um, or Mastodon or any of this other blockchain stuff. Not for a while, not till the Gen Z gets older. And even then, I'm not sure Gen Z could figure it out based on what I see on TikTok. But Elon makes a shocking revelation, one that I had really hoped I would hear. Breaking, Elon said he is open to producing a smartphone. If Apple takes Twitter off the App Store, would you buy? Well, of course I would buy it. I mean, but I'm also a guy that is running his entire business off his internet with Starlink, who owns a Tesla, Powerwall. <laughs> I mean, like I have almost all of his products. Solar roof still didn't make sense for me, but I considered it at least. That said, you know, this is a major problem for, for democracy in general, is that our country is controlled by two apps, essentially two people on, on both on the same side of the aisle can freeze, stop, remove, whatever, any apps that they want to. We saw how quickly they removed Parler when they wanted to. Um, on top of that, so many people 
building their apps on top of Amazon Web Services. So even if those two people um, agree to allow something to get through, you still have places like Amazon that can enact censorship whenever they want to. And we saw that the Parler was the test run, and it worked so shockingly. Excuse me, so shockingly well that it makes me really, really scared. Now, this via trending politics. In a tweet on Friday afternoon, Twitter Elon Twitter owner Elon Musk suggested that he would be forced to produce an alternative phone if Apple and Android decide to take Twitter off their app store. Now, there is not another owner on the planet that could have made this statement, right? That could have issued this gauntlet. And it actually carries weight. Like, you have to understand that. Like, the days are gone. I I mean, it is for me. Maybe it's not for young people as much, but like, I'm less and less interested in the new phone, the new hotness, blah, 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 blah. You know, like I'd be happy to go back to a flip phone, to be honest with you. But like if, if Tesla had a phone, it would probably be under SpaceX <clears throat> using like their partnership with it, with T-Mobile and their partnership. I mean, obviously with Starlink, I don't think they have the bandwidth yet to open up a cell network, but he could figure it out. And the, the, I am a hundred percent in quote, if Apple and Google boot Twitter from their app stores, Elon Musk should produce his own smartphone tweeted Liz Wheeler. Half the country would happily ditch their biased snooping iPhone and Android. The man builds rockets to Mars. A silly little smartphone should be easy. Musk responded three hours later saying, quote, I certainly hope it does not come to that, but yes, there is no other choice. I will make an alternative phone. He is like pulling it out and putting it on the table. And saying, look, Apple, iPhone, think twice. I'm not parlor. If you remove Twitter from your store for spurious reasons, people will follow Elon. Do you think, Do you, I mean, Apple obviously would be fine. Okay. They obviously have their iPad products, all these type of things. Android, fine. They would both be fine. But the cell carriers would not be fine. And that's where the pressure would come. You have like Verizon and T-Mobile and, and AT&T suddenly losing 100 million users. I'm pretty sure they'd apply some pressure to Google and Apple to be a little more cautious. Like, I don't think people really understand how strong of a move this is. Now, how fast could he launch it? I don't know. Like, it's tough to say. I don't understand anything about what that would take. I assume it'd actually be quicker than you think. It really would. Like, he could probably get one out if he bought existing hardware technology and just, you know, had an OS on it. Probably be less than a year. Maybe sooner. I don't know. A lot of cell phones actually work on other networks, right? So he doesn't, like, Apple uses T-Mobile's servers or AT&T's servers, satellites or whatever, right? So the more satellites Elon launches, the more likely he's able to say, all right, well, we'll just use Starlink then. Or we'll use um, our partnership with T-Mobile that he already has. Or, you know, like this is a big D move. The statement from Musk comes after speculation continues to swirl that Apple is considering taking off the Twitter, off the app, Twitter off the app store after Musk reinstated so many popular conservative accounts. 
App Store fees are obviously too high due to the iOS Android duopoly, Musk previously tweeted. It's a hidden 30% tax on the internet. Yeah, I 100% agree. I don't know why people keep calling it a Tesla phone. I'm pretty sure he would just use like, he'd probably put it under SpaceX or X, you know, because he wants to call X app, all this stuff. Like now, granted, a triopoly isn't necessarily like leagues better than duopoly, right? We'd have three options, but at least we'd have a third option. And like, I don't know that that like AT and like I don't think Verizon would be super happy with Android if they lost fifty million paying customers. You get you know what I'm saying? I don't think AT and T would be super happy with Apple if they lost the other fifty million. And that's just in the United States. So I mean, the the satellites, his own satellites, is the is the key to everything. That's what I've been telling everybody about Starlink. Like it's the key to everything because he'll be able to break off off of this. And like, I may not totally agree with everything he says, like politically, but in terms of freedom of speech and in terms of, we see the same problems, right? At least with the internet. Yoel Roth, former head of trust and safety on Twitter said in New York times op-ed, the social media giant risks being expelled from Apple and Google's app store. If they fail to adhere to guidelines, well, no kidding. This is something that every journalist has failed to report. Currently, as far as I know, Twitter has not changed any of their terms of service or like agreement stuff. Twitter has not said, hey, uh, it's a free for all. You can say what you want. They just said that they're going to bring back old accounts that I would, again, assume would be banned if they broke terms of service again. So that is what I'm sure, uh, you know, Apple iTunes store is watching again with the amount of users that it has. I don't know. You know, this is big news. Like Gizmodo, Elon says he'll make his own phone. If Apple and Google deplatform Twitter, he will. I bet you he's already thinking about it. I bet you he already has schematics or drawings or prototypes done. And this would be, a, again, another huge win for, this might be the whole internet 2.0 that I've been talking about and like Sticks Hexhammer has really been talking about for much longer than me. Like, okay, we'll just have a different internet then. And you can, you know, you can block and censor and whatever you want uh, your stuff. But like, I, I don't choose to be that. And, and what people don't understand the people are like, oh, well, the camera won't be a zillion megapixels like on my iPhone. So when I take pictures of my dog, people won't be able to see the tick on his back. Okay, well, cool. You can stay with Apple. Like people that actually view that they want competition and they want freedom of speech and they want, you know, this kind of stuff, they're willing to take service that isn't, I'm not saying substandard, but maybe not as good, right? Maybe not perfect. And, and be, and then they'll be totally happy because they'll go to sleep at night knowing that they're, they're fighting against, you know, they're fighting the power. These journalists have no idea how many, like what people would be willing to deal with, to be off the grid, to be uh, free, to be able to use an app and not worry about getting banned. People have, these journalists are, have been living 
so high on the hog for so long that they really have no idea what us plebes would be willing to fight for to to uh, deal with. Like, I don't think I would have my heart broken if like oh, I dropped a few more calls. Okay, fine. You know, I, I I don't I don't know I don't think that that matters. Uh, and I think most people would agree with me. You know what I mean? Like, some people are like, oh my god. And by the way, my Verizon servers ain't that great either. And last up today, the biggest flop in history is a feminist disaster. Hollywood reeling after massive loss. Feminism is still not entertaining. Uh, it's still one of the most poisonous things that Hollywood can inject into a movie. And they just keep doing it anyway. They are absolutely so certain that, that that's what people want to pay their money. They want to pay $15 a ticket. Then they want to go pay $11 for a bucket of popcorn and $7 for an icy and go sit and be told men bad. I'm not kidding. Well, that line of thinking has led to literally one of the biggest box office flops in U.S. history. And it was a feminist movie. Now, despite rave reviews from those critics who are really, really definitely being um, fair and balanced in their reviews, I mean, it literally doesn't get any better than this. She said... She said, is the name of the movie, is one of the biggest box office flops in history. Despite rave reviews, the film, she said's opening weekend box office numbers are cripplingly low. Despite the rave reviews and national acclaim for the universal picture film, she said, uh, received that they received prior to release, the movie's box office numbers are appallingly low. The film went up against some well-anticipated heavy hitters for its launch, giving it stiff competition. The film only made $2 million on its opening weekend, making it one of the worst box office studio releases in history. Fans are not flocking to theaters to see the film, and audiences this holiday season may not want to watch realism portrayed on the big screen. Instead, films that offer escapism are faring well. Shocking. The number one film, the superhero movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever, followed by comedic thriller horror thriller the menu horror thriller now let me tell you something you know what i watched last night home alone now i suppose home alone hits differently if you're like 30 to 50 you're probably in this range or late 20s and you know i hadn't seen it like a year or two awesome awesome totally holds up you know what i'm watching tonight planes trains and automobiles Probably going to watch Home Alone 2 as well. There is so much good. There's so many good movies. Uncle Buck, you know, from that era. Wholesome, funny, um, have a positive message, provide some escapism. I mean, and by the way, watched it for free. Well, it was a part of a subscription already that I'm already paying for. But I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of movies people want to see. There's a reason Top Gun Maverick made a zillion dollars, okay? It's not because the movie was amazing. I mean, it was good, but it was what the people wanted. There's been so many movies throughout history that, like, you know, were good, okay? Objectively good, but not, like, the best movie ever that just, just made massive box office numbers because it came out at a time when people wanted it.
The star-studded cast of She Said features Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, and Patricia Clarkson. Never heard of any of them. And is directed by Maria Schrader. Never heard of her. That is four women I've never heard of. The script follows the real-life story that, unfortunately, does not seem to draw most audiences. Other female-led storylines, such as this year's release Wonder Woman 1984, have also tanked. That came out this year? What? Disney's Turning Red animated feature about a young girl going through uh, the change also failed miserably at the box office. The numbers reflect a polarizing shift indicating that moviegoers are not interested in watching heroines struggle. Bull. Loney. No. Incorrect. Moviegoers are not interested in watching propaganda. Parents are not interested in taking their kids to the movies and have some blue-haired weirdo at Pixar teach their kid about the birds and the bees. The She Said storyline details the Harvey scandal in Hollywood and the women affected by um, his bad behavior. Uh, Real-life uh, person on the receiving it, Ashley Judd, is also featured in the movie. People Magazine reports the actress saying, it was very validating when someone finally wanted to listen to them. Are you joking? These people got the world's biggest megaphone in history. Which spawned a bunch of people uh, making up a bunch of lies, too. Now, I believe that Harvey did the things that he did, and he's where he belongs. Just so everyone's clear. Absolute creep. All right? Absolute predator. All right? Rap Pro, why she said tanked at the box office. I already told you why it did. Here's a box office stat that will chill any studio exec. With a mature awards contender, Terrifier 2, that indie slasher film that grossed $10.5 million in October, currently has a higher total than she said. Oh, Terrifier, man. I remember like I saw the I saw like the thumbnail on like Netflix or something for the first one. I love horror, but I don't like it getting too like gross, you know. Um, I like a random like bob or two popping out. Um, uh, but like with people getting opened up, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, and that movie, Terrifier, went all the way. But it was actually like even for someone that doesn't like that, I was like, this is clearly a good movie, you know. Um, so it made Temple of it currently has higher total than she said. Uh, Focus features Tar, Untitled United Artist Till, and Searchlight Pictures, The Banshee of Inishirin, all films predicted by awards gurus to have significant presence on the Oscars nomination list. While those films had different screen count and release strategy, they are all focused on exploring tough issues in today's society, including cancel culture, um, depression, and the me-as-well movement. Nobody cares about that anymore. We already resolved that. Nobody wants to go back to... Hashtag believe all women. Okay. We know what that movement was really about. Yes, it got a bad guy outed. But we know what it was really about. Women were out there trying to make their careers by naming and blaming every man in Hollywood that they could find. And I and like I will say, many of them probably were creeps. But let's also not pretend that there weren't some people who were willing participants in the quid pro quo that is the casting couch that has existed in Hollywood for a million years. Not that that's okay. Okay? 
but there are a lot of people out there that 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 willingly put themselves in that situation and then use this for clout. I don't really, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. It's wrong, obviously, but we can't ignore the fact that in many of these now what Harvey did, that stuff heinous, okay? But a lot of people were using that movement for clout, and a lot of women were lying. Some were telling the truth. Even as Universal clings to hope that a post-theatrical revenue will mitigate its losses, she said, uh, had a $32 million budget before marketing. The studio is enjoying success with older audiences via Ticket to Paradise. That movie sucked, too. The lighthearted romantic comedy with Julia Roberts and George Clooney has grossed 61 million domestically and 18.158 million worldwide. Sorry. A modest but rare success for an otherwise struggling rom com genre. Along with escapism and comedic tone, it has two genuine movie stars who may be past their Ocean's Eleven box office prime but still have clout with millions of moviegoers over the age of 45. Fact. By contrast, She Said has no star power. Dude, She Said lost so much money. Let's just say $75 million to break even, and they made two. Two. Yikes. She said tanked at the box office in historic fashion. I mean, I love it. Now, the menu, I don't even know about this. People keep talking about it. Maybe I'll watch this. I'll have to check it out. But, uh, yeah, feminism still isn't entertaining. And uh, nobody wants to pay to see it, but I'm totally happy to see Hollywood Studio lose a bunch of money. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. We'll talk to you again real soon.